Scripture quotations taken from the NASB. Copyright the Lockman Foundation. Welcome back to the Daily Bible Reading. This is week 47, day 2. Today we're going to start our reading in Ezra chapter 3. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray that we might be courageous in our service to you, that we would not be turned away by discouragements, people telling us that we cannot serve you, but know that you have the power, you will accomplish everything that you desire, that we would just work for you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Ezra chapter 3. Now, when the seventh month came, and the sons of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered together as one man to Jerusalem. Then Jeshua the son of Josadak, and his brothers the priests, and Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, and his brothers arose and built the altar of the God of Israel to burn offerings on it, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. So they set up the altar on its foundation, for they were terrified because of the peoples of the lands, and they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, burnt offerings morning and evening. They celebrated the Feast of Booths, as it is written, and offered the fixed number of burnt offerings daily, according to the ordinance, as each day required. And afterward there was a continual burnt offering, also for the new moons, and for all the fixed festivals of the Lord that were consecrated, and from everyone who offered a freewill offering to the Lord. From the first day of the seventh month they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, but the foundation of the temple of the Lord had not been laid. Then they gave money to the masons and carpenters and food, drink and oil to the Sidonians and to the Tyrians to bring cedar wood from Lebanon to the sea at Joppa according to the permission they had from Cyrus king of Persia. Now in the second year of their coming to the house of God at Jerusalem, in the second month, Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel and Jeshua the son of Josadak and the rest of their brothers, the priests and the Levites and all who came from the captivity to Jerusalem, began the work and appointed the Levites from twenty years old and older to oversee the work of the house of the Lord. Then Jeshua, with his sons and brothers, stood united with Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Judah and the sons of Henadad, with their sons and brothers, the Levites, to oversee the workmen in the temple of God. Now when the builders had laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests stood in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise the Lord according to the directions of King David of Israel. They sang, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his loving kindness is upon Israel forever. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Yet many of the priests and Levites, and heads of fathers' households, the old men who had seen the first temple, wept with a loud voice when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, while many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not distinguish the sound of the shout of joy from the sound of the weeping of the people, for the people shouted with a loud shout, and the sound was heard far away. Chapter 4 Now when the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the people of the exile were building a temple to the Lord God of Israel, they approached the rubble and the heads of the father's households and said to them, let us build with you, for we, like you, seek your God, and we have been sacrificing to him since the days of Esarhaddon, king of Assyria, who brought us up here. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the heads of the fathers' households of Israel said to them, 
You have nothing in common with us in building a house to our God, but we ourselves will together build to the Lord God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and frightened them from building, and hired counselors against them to frustrate their counsel all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Now in the reign of Ahasuerus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. In the days of Artaxerxes, Bishlam, Mithridath, Tabiel, and the rest of his colleagues wrote to Artaxerxes, king of Persia, and the text of the letter was written in Aramaic and translated from Aramaic. Rehum the commander and Shimshai the scribe wrote a letter against Jerusalem to king Artaxerxes as follows. Then wrote Rehum the commander and Shimshai the scribe and the rest of their colleagues, the judges and the lesser governors, the officials, the secretaries, the men of Erech, the Babylonians, the men of Susa, that is, the Elamites, and the rest of the nations, which the great and honorable Asnepar deported and settled in the city of Samaria and in the rest of the region beyond the river. Now, this is a copy of the letter which they sent to him. To King Artaxerxes, your servants, the men in the region beyond the river, and now let it be known to the king that the Jews who came up from you have come to us at Jerusalem. They are rebuilding the rebellious and evil city, and are finishing the walls and repairing the foundations. Now let it be known to the king that if the city is rebuilt and its walls are finished, they will not pay tribute, custom, or toll, and it will damage the revenue of the kings. Now, because we are in the service of the palace, and it is not fitting for us to see the king's dishonor, therefore we have sent and informed the king, so that a search may be made in the record books of your fathers, and you will discover in the record books and learn that that city is a rebellious city and damaging to kings and provinces, and that they have incited revolt within it in past days, therefore that city was laid waste. We inform the king that if that city is rebuilt, and the walls finished, as a result you will have no possession in the province beyond the river. Then the king sent an answer to Rehum the commander, to Shimshai the scribe, and to the rest of their colleagues who live in Samaria, and in the rest of the provinces beyond the river. Peace! And now, the document which you sent to us has been translated and read before me. A decree has been issued by me, and a search has been made, and it has been discovered that that city has risen up against kings in the past, that rebellion and revolt have been perpetrated in it, that mighty kings have ruled over Jerusalem, governing all the provinces beyond the river, and that tribute, custom, and toll were paid to them. So, now issue a decree to make these men stop work, that this city may not be rebuilt until a decree is issued by me. Beware of being negligent in carrying out this matter. Why should damage increase to the detriment of the kings? Then as soon as the copy of King Artaxerxes' document was read before Rehum and Shimshai the scribe and their colleagues, they went in haste to Jerusalem to the Jews and stopped them by force of arms. Then work on the house of God in Jerusalem ceased, and it was stopped until the second year of the reign of Darius king of Persia. Now to the book of Psalms. Psalm 92. A psalm. A song for the Sabbath day. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. With the ten-stringed lute and with the harp, with resounding music upon the lyre, for you, O Lord, have made me glad by what you have done. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man has no knowledge. Nor does a stupid man understand this, that when the wicked 
that when the wicked sprouted up like grass, and all who did iniquity flourished, it was only that they might be destroyed for evermore. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies will perish. All who do iniquity will be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil, and my eye has looked exultantly upon my foes. My ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green, to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Now to the New Testament. We'll start the book of 1 John. John is sometimes called the Apostle of Love, and later on in the book of 1 John, we'll see that he does mention love quite a bit. When he was a young disciple of Jesus, he was more of a fiery man than a disciple of love. But now he is an old man, and he's learned a great deal. And these are some wise words that he has for us. 1 John chapter 1 What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write, so that our joy may be made complete. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Well, let us strive to do God's will and be quick to confess our sins when we realize we have done wrong. Until next time, let's keep meditating on the word of God.